Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line is a man who's always favored in every single matchup he's presented with. The money line is always expensive. The spread is always wide. And the knowledge is always expansive. Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey NFL insider. You can also hear Brian with Jason Lockenfora on Baldy's Breakdowns, B-A-L-D-Y-S, Breakdowns with new episodes out every single week. Just search Baldy, B-A-L-D-Y, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. Mr. Brian Baldinger, thank you for joining the show. Well, a happy new year. Thanks for uh, having me. I'm just sitting here watching Joe Burrow uh, carve up the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm trying to figure out what Kansas City was doing at the end of that game. Baldy, this is why I love we, I just the want, same page. I like to say that when I think the same thing is smarter people, that Facts. I am now smarter. So thank you for saying that. Can you please tell me what you're singing? Because I've never seen – typically you see, like, large changes in how a team performs – from first half to second half in college. A few adjustments here or there. Other teams at that level, they're not necessarily ready to, you know, counter some changes. But in the NFL, it's more so not uh, uh, prevalent. So now how the, the the Chiefs came out, they dominated in the first half. And then the way that second half went was just so different. What you see from Joe Burrow and just both sides of the ball in that game? Defensively, too. Well, you know, Kansas City plays a lot of man coverage. Charvarius Ward, Legereus Sneed, Rashad Fenton. I mean, they, they, they like man coverage. And um, that's not what I would do against T. Higgins and, uh, you know, Jamar Chase. And they did that. And then, but, you know, they, and they had some success. I mean, they, they, they hit Joe Burrow 11 times. Mm-hmm. They sacked him four. I mean, they, they bumped him up pretty good. But it was 3-27, you know, um, late in that game at 31-31. and 27 and they, they, they sent an all-out blitz. And Joe Burrow couldn't wait for an all-out blitz. He just threw it up there to chase, let him go get it, and they were in field goal range. Next thing you knew, I, I mean, most teams would just sit back and go, okay, take your 10-yard dump off, we'll tackle you, and good luck kicking a 55-yard field goal. But they went all after him. And I, I just, I mean, I, I respect Spags, and, and I like them, but and I, I got to question some of those calls at the end of the game. Yeah, but Brian, or Bali, the, another thing that was interesting to me, too, is that the Bengals – they allowed five touchdowns in the first half, including special teams, and not a touchdown in the second half. What did you see from them defensively? Yeah, well, I mean, they tightened, they did tighten things up. And they did go to a lot more man coverage, and they, and they pressured Mahomes a lot better in the second half than they did in the first half. I mean, they sat there in their zones in the first half, and, and you know, Mahomes just sort of carved them up. But they did, they did switch. It's a good observation by it. They did change up and really challenge him, and they got Mahomes to move, and he didn't have as quick a read as he was having in that first half. Baldy, I feel like the AFC is really hard to figure out right now. The NFC, we know it's going to go through Lambeau Field. Which team do you think is built to go to Lambeau Field in the cold weather and knock off the Packers? We've seen Tampa Bay do it last year, but they got a lot going on right now with injuries, and Antonio Brown just literally quit. Uh, the Rams are plus 450, and they're able to run the ball a little bit now. Cowboys are 6-1, to one, and then you got the Cardinals and the Niners. But which team do you think is built that you would trust to go into Lambeau in you know December or January and knock off the Packers on the road? Well, a team that you know that got beat last year, um, you know, by him, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. I mean, I know Stafford has turned the ball over way too much in the last two games, but they are a star-studded team, 
And when Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, and Jalen Ramsey want to go, and yeah, I know Jalen Ramsey, you know, right now he wants Devontae Adams. Like he wants him on Tuesday night, you know, like, and so I feel like they can match up and they can present problems um, for Aaron Rodgers, you know, so that's, that's a team that you just don't know. I mean, they're running the ball a lot better with Sony Michelle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Cooper cup and, and Odell Beckham, you know, that can create firepower offensively. They've got a coach that understands what the coach in green Bay wants to do. They work together a long time. I I feel like the Rams can be that team on any given day when when their stars shine and those guys show up and they they want to ball out, which they do. But when they really do, I mean, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, and I kind of agree. And the Rams have been there. You know what I mean? Like they failed in the Super Bowl. They went to the playoffs and lost in Lambeau last year. Now a little bit of a different team, obviously, because you replaced Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford. But I feel like you kind of have to take those – Bumps and bruises. No team really like finds success year one. But we just yeah. got done talking about the Bengals. Like, what do you think their ceiling is? Because man, Baldy, like they're so talented offensively. They could score. They could hang forty on anybody. They spent all that money defensively. I actually like them defensively. Um, but you know, we we buy into the hype, and then maybe you know they have like a stinker every once in a while. But you know, what's their ceiling? Are they good enough to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, or maybe like a year away still? Well, you know, I, I did some of the preseason games. I was around them, and I've, I've been high on the Bengals all year long. I mean, I thought they would win the division, which they have. But, you know, I, I watched them slip up against the Chargers where they didn't play well. Yeah, I saw them get beat in overtime by the 49ers. Um, I saw the, the Cleveland Browns put 41 up on them. And Cleveland can't put 41 points up in a month. And they put 41 on them in a game. You know, I, I saw them lose to the Jets. So, I mean, they've not just stickers. I mean, I've just seen them, you know, just not have good games this year. Yeah. Now, I, I know last week can kind of make you forget about it, what they did against Baltimore, but those are on the resume. Games where, you know, they had chances to beat the Chargers. They were down early. They came back. They fumbled. You know, that we got returned for a touchdown, et cetera. And they've made, a, you know, a lot of bad plays that have gone against them. But they, they're a well-built team. They, they play really well together. They pull for each other. They, you feel like there's good camaraderie all the way around, and they've got something to prove and and all that. Uh, you know, the, the postseason is different than beating Kansas City in Week 17. Yeah. It just is. And so I, I want to see how they respond in the postseason, uh, especially with the first-round you know first round playoff game at home. Baldy, um, some interesting news. Diana uh, Rossini just said that Derrick Henry is expected to practice tomorrow per sources. He's doing some jogging. Uh, realistically a chance that he can rejoin this team for the playoff run. This offensive line for the Titans has been phenomenal. They went up against a top 10 rush defense in the Miami Dolphins and just carved them up. Um, They're still, without Derrick Henry, top three in the NFL in rushing yards uh, per game. What is going on with the Titans? And are we sure that they can't be a little sleeper pick for the Super Bowl right now. They're 12 to 1, but if they get Derrick Henry back, that's a huge boost. But it looks like with that offensive line, I could play running back. Cam could play running back. Shoot, Tristan can get out there too. She played fullback. And then Ryan can maybe get in some wildcat formation behind that offensive line. What are you seeing from that Titans unit? And even also the defense as well. What is that Titans team doing right right now? Well, I mean, I, look, did anybody know who Dontrell Hilliard was? I did not know, you sir. Know? I mean, I didn't know Dante Foreman, you know, was back in the league after Terrence Achilles a couple of years ago. I mean, they ran for 200 yards against the Dolphins. I mean, they just moved the line of scrimmage all day long. They've got, uh, you know, they got Roger Saffold in there at left guard and Luan and, 
you know, Nate Davis. I mean, they got a bunch of guys in there that are just road graders. Uh, that was impressive. But defensively, I, I, I've been saying it all year, I think they're the best defensive front in football. Um, when you look at Harold Landry and Bud Dupree and Jeffrey Simmons and, pick, you know, uh, Danico Autry, I mean, I go through a list of guys that are inside. I mean, they just abused the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I know they don't have a good offensive line, but it made you, at the end of watching that, you go, they got to get rid of all five guys. Like, not just one. They got to get rid of all of them. Like, they're all awful. They all got beat. You know, two was running for his life almost every play. They, but then they added Zach Cunningham, but a great addition. They added Jack Rabbit at corner, but a great addition. I mean, they've been, you know, they, they drafted Christian Fulton. He's healthy. He's playing good corner. Um, you know, they, they've got a complete defense. And anybody that beats the Titans, they're going to have to have a heck of a day to beat that defense. Baldy, we've seen Tom Brady throw to anyone and be successful, but he went to Tampa not to throw to just anyone, but to have like a complete offense yeah, and to true. be in good weather. And now this offense is decimated. No Godwin, no Fournette. Obviously, A.B. is no longer on the team. They're rolling with Le'Veon Bell. Evans is hampered. Like, what do you think about this Tampa team? And how much do you think all of this impact the Buccaneers' chances to, to repeat and go back to the Super Bowl, let alone? I think it's, I think it's going to hurt them a little bit, but you know they've got Mike Evans, they've got Gronk, they've got Bray, um, you know they've got Ronald Jones. I, to me, Mike Evans, this is going to be like his dream scenario. He's always shared the football with a lot of good players. Now he's got you know a Hall of Fame quarterback, and now it's like him. Like if Mike Evans gets 15 targets a game, you might actually see Mike smile, and that's rare. But, yeah, he might actually become a really happy guy, man. I, I love Mike. But, like, he's so busy being a competitor. He, like, I never looks like he's enjoying himself. But if you start throwing to him 15, 20 times a game, which can happen like Aaron Rodgers throws to Devontae Adams, he's not going to mind. And, honestly, when I was watching Gronk the other day, I don't know about y'all, but I said, that guy's got the fountain of youth, man. He looks fast yeah. to me. I see him running by people. Like, he just – I know he missed time with the elbow during the year or whatever, but, like, he just looks fast to me. And there's no bigger red zone threat in the league. In fact, between Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans, they're probably the, the two biggest threats in the whole NFL when it comes to red zone and being able to dominate in that part of the field. So, while I agree that, it, you know, he doesn't want to just throw to anybody. He's got two legitimate superstars to throw to. And, you know, I always say this, like Mike Evans is 6'5", and Gronk is 6'6", and Brady is 6'5". Just play some tall ball like the NBA does. Just put the ball on the rim. Let those guys go get it. Um, and I, I think that's they're going to morph a little bit, and you're going to see those guys targeted a bunch. Baldy, we only got like two minutes, so I wish I would have asked you this question a little bit earlier. Probably good for the podcast. but I want to jump in too. So We, we watch a lot of Trevor Lawrence this year, and I know we ask you about this like every other week, but he does not look good right now. What does he need to work on this offseason? I think he's just got to start fresh. There's going to be a coaching change there. Uh, I don't think the coaching was good for him, not just the head coach, but the way that they ran the offense. Um, you know, he didn't have a good supporting cast around him. Uh, they, they were very, very simple to figure out. Uh, but, he, but to work on, I don't know that you can, but I've seen Josh Allen do it. He's got to become more accurate. Yeah. Pure and simple. He, he has to be more accurate with the football. 
Um, and real quick before we get you out of here, speaking of quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. I oh, know I was just it's, that know same it's not thing. the greatest situation, but he's also due for a little bit of money here. Uh, his contract runs through 2022. What's next for Baker Mayfield and also this Browns team at the quarterback position? Well, I'm a Baker fan, but I don't know anybody that would play good quarterback with a, a torn rotator cuff, labrum, whatever he's got. And that thing is harnessed down since week two this year. Like, I just want to see Baker healthy. Yeah. You know, Baker healthy is a, is a, is a really good quarterback. So I'm with the, I'm with Baker and what he said. Like, go get the surgery, get the off season, get get yourself healthy. And if they want to give you a contract, fine. Or else, you know, be Ryan Tannehill, go someplace else and go compete and get the job. You know, but like his career is not over by any stretch. All right, Baldy, thank you so much for joining the show. That was Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Insider on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Now, to get $15 off your first month, that's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.